Good day, everyone. Welcome to Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 88, season four. Today's date is December 14th, 2021. And uh, today I have another Christmas show to discuss with you. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, right now, the program will go into commercial. And this program is brought to you by Burger King. And here is a Christmas commercial from 1976. Enjoy, everybody. America loves Christmas with a million twinkling lights. America loves the sound of bells across the starry night. America loves a lot about Christmas. Especially giving. So Burger King has gift certificates. 50 cents each or books of 10 for $5. Great to give, great to receive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Burger King. Uh, as you heard it, uh, they, they advertised the gift certificates, just like McDonald's. I uh, played a commercial on a previous podcast episode. Um, I don't remember t- very well about the gift certificates um, at Burger King. Um, McDonald's is the most famous. Uh, I guess they were going neck and neck in competition. Uh a little bit about Burger King, uh, still around. Uh, their menu is uh, mostly spent on change, but they added a few things. Uh, when when I was growing up, uh, Burger King um, was very good. No, it's okay today, but it's not like the same. Anyway, uh, I remember the Burger King restaurant at Fort City Mall in the 70s. And uh, it was, I think, like... Next door was uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're both gone. And uh, when I graduated from Bogan High School and then enrolled in Daly College, uh, believe it or not, my father uh, got me a job at Burger King. I He did this behind my back. I had no idea he would do this. That's how he was. Uh, he was uh, sometimes he, he, he was selfish, but he was also considerate. He wanted to help. And... Uh, I guess I mentioned to him, you know, I'm looking for part-time work while I'm in, in college. And then uh, he stopped off at, uh, at a location at Archer Avenue and Springfield Avenue, Spalding Avenue, excuse me, not Springfield, in the Brighton Park neighborhood of Chicago. And uh, he says, go over there and um, speak to the manager. And I said, okay. And I did, and I got the job. And uh, I worked there for about um, about a year. Uh, yeah, just about a year, uh, and it was fine. You know, it, that was my second job. My second, uh, my first one was a busboy at the Mister Steer Steakhouse at Sixty Third Kedzie. Uh, I'll go into that. Uh, I think I discussed that in a podcast. 
in a podcast episode. I might do it again later. Anyway, uh, so I worked at the broiler, and I placed burgers on the broiler. That was my that was the first thing I did. But I did other duties over there. Uh, but I worked in the afternoons because I went to school in the mornings. Um, also helped make sandwiches. It's not like today because they have TV screens where uh, when you're working in the back, you see the orders, but you had to you had to hear what the customers were saying, you know, when they're placing their orders. So you got to have a, you have to have your ears open and your mind's in focus. And I did that. Uh, let's see. I, they had a drive-thru. Uh, I didn't like doing cash register drive-thru. That made me nervous because I didn't like talking to the public. Not very, to strangers. I, I was nervous about that. Also made sandwiches in the back. I, uh, let's see what else I did. No. I cleaned the restaurant, cleaned the toilets, you know, I did all that. And uh, I did close sometimes the store, and then I did open the store in the morning. Sometimes that's Saturdays, and they asked me to do that. Uh, I didn't mind, you know, but I had to be trained. And uh, I wasn't doing well in school at Daly College, so I decided to go to DeVry Institute of Technology, and I enrolled there in March of 1983, and I had to quit my job because I was going full-time, and it's up on the north side, so there was no time for me to work. And uh, I asked my manager, and she said, "Okay, that's fine. You just go ahead and pursue your, uh, you know, your opportunities. Go uh, finish your education." And she was very understanding. Also told my parents, and they said, "Fine." And that was my that was my Burger King experience. I just want to mention three things about Burger King, that there are items that are no longer there, but this is what I remembered. One was the Whaler, the fish sandwich, the Yumbo. It was a ham sandwich. It was pretty good. I had that. And also Ice Burger. It was like a popsicle. And it was like in the late 70s and early 80s. And those were gone. So they were pretty good. Okay. That's enough for Burger King. Today's episode, I will discuss my Christmas memory memories of Gately's People's Store. It was a department store located in Rose in the Roseland neighborhood of Chicago on the corner of 112th Street and Michigan Avenue in Roseland, like I said before. And because I lived there for about five years, from 1969 to 1974. The second part of this program, I will discuss about my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, it's a movie that a lot of people might remember, but it's very old. And uh, but I fell in love with it uh, for the first time I saw it, uh, probably when I was a kid. And it's Christmas in Connecticut, and that uh, it was uh, debuted in theaters in 1945 and it starred Barbara Stanwyck. So I'll go into a little detail about that and why I like this movie than the others. Okay, right now. First, I'm going to discuss about Gately's People's Store. Now, that store, uh, I don't know the early history of that, but it, I think it opened in the late 1890s, even earlier than that. Um, but it, it was called People's Store, but it wasn't called Gately's. So there was a man called uh, James Gately, and he renamed it in 1917. And uh, 
when that when he opened you know when he added his name and opened the store it was wonderful it was uh, a wonderful story people still talk about it to this day and people love it they really do and uh, when i moved to well, that is my family moved to the Rosen neighborhood in 1969 we live in south shore because my father owned the property at 11135 South Michigan. That was about a few doors north of the store. And uh, we lived we lived in an apartment above a shoe store. It was called Shift Shoes. Um, and we, uh, I loved living in an apartment, but it was kind of cramped. Not really cramped. There was room, but we needed, uh, my mom complained because we needed a house. <laughs> you know, because it was me and my brothers. It was five of us. So, um you know, for the bedrooms, my mo- my mom and dad had their own bedroom. Um, I, I had me and my brother had uh, we shared a bedroom, and my my younger brother he had like a bed in the in the dining room. It was uh, kind of, but it was, but we moved out in 1974 and bought a home. Anyway, uh, my Christmas memories of People Store was, of course, uh, receiving Christmas toys from Santa Claus. <laughs> And, of course, my parents. And, uh, you know, I never, I don't think I remember asking, I want this for Christmas. I want this for Christmas. I mentioned the toys uh, in passing, and my mom would hurt to hear it. Or when we go, went shopping together at Gately's, and I pointed out the toy, um, I knew in the back of my mind she would buy it, but I never, but sometimes she never did. Sometimes she did, and it was wonderful. And uh, the toy department was located at uh downstairs in the basement on the lower level it was uh, right next to there was a popcorn machine and of course there was also the famous donut machine now, a lot of people from the neighborhood remembered where they had the conveyor belt and they dropped the dough and they had the oil they drop it in the oil and there was a conveyor belt and they make them right there by from scratch and it was a wonderful thing to see oh Oh, I, it was great. They, that thing should have been in a museum. I don't know what happened. They just dismantled it after the store closed. Of course, they had a grocery store there. And uh, so the the toy department was not very big. But I remember everything on display. They had a lot of Tonka toys, board games. Um, the I don't remember the Christmas windows at Gately's. Not really. I don't know if they had any display. I'm not, I don't remember, but I remember inside. It was beautifully decorated. Um, also, there was James Gately. He was uh, the big shot. You know, he would be there trying to, uh, whenever you walked in the store, he would ask you, can I help you? He Or can I direct you to what the department? He was a very gruff man, but he was helpful. He was, uh, he seemed very nice. I remember seeing him and uh, he helped my mother a lot because my mom's English wasn't that good at the time and uh he, he directed her to to most of the departments but my mom knew where everything was and uh he was a he was a very nice man to me gruff but nice anyway um the toys i received uh from gately's uh was I remember I got a Tonka toy. It was like a Allied Vans line. It was like an orange truck. I love that one. And there was also some Fisher Price toys. I remember there was a locomotive, and uh, I had the Ferris wheel. Uh, 
It was all of it for Fisher Price. I had a house, the farm, like that. And I remember the board games, the most earliest board game I had was Kerplunk. I think I discussed that in a previous episode, and that was fun. It's a fun game. It's still available. You can find it on Amazon or Walmart or any store. Eh, it's a little different, but uh, I remember the commercial. And that was one of my first toys, and I love that. I played with, play with my brothers. Uh, we played for days until we got tired of it. That's how it is. And uh, I can't think of other games. We played other board games, you know, and... Uh, don't really remember most of it, but that's the that's the only game that stood out in my memory of that. And of course, uh, when we look out the living room window, we see the decorations of uh, Michigan Avenue. And then we, when it started to snow, it looked very beautiful. It looked like watching a movie, like a Christmas movie. It was beautiful. Everything and neon lights and. Uh, you see the CTA buses driving by. Also, the South Suburban line, which ran on Michigan Avenue, that would take you downtown. And uh, that was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. And uh, Gately's uh, was in business until they closed that store in 1980 because the area got a little rough and a lot of people left. And it was economically, it was economically bad over there. So it stood there for for a long time, vacant, and uh, they opened another store in the in the mid seventies. Uh, I don't remember what year, probably seventy three, seventy four. They opened one in Tinley Park, where I think it's the Bremental Hall, and that closed much later, like in the nineties. And uh, it was the I've, I never went to the store, but I've told from other people it wasn't the same in Michigan Avenue. They had everything, but it wasn't the same at all. And uh, I heard now it's a Menards there. Okay, and so Gately's uh, stood vacant. Uh, they opened little stores in the front, uh, the first floor, and I think the rest of the, the uh, floors were vacant. And uh, once I saw a few f- photos in uh, a few years ago online, and Flickr, the photographer went there, and he, he went inside the store. Actually, he went inside. Yeah, and everything was, oh, it was awful. It was like trash, ransacked. It was awful. You could see the decorations of the toy store, the walls and all that. He took pictures of the parking garage, you know, and uh, it was how many floors? Five, four or five floors of that. And uh, it was free parking. It was, uh, you drove on 112th Street going east. There was the hill. And uh, they knocked that down about, eh, few years ago the, the but the store stood still anyway then about two years ago um uh, the phone rang and it was about six o'clock in the morning and uh i didn't answer it. my mother did and uh it was a per it was somebody from fox 32 w uh, in the news and he said you know that Lee's people story is on fire and i go oh my god yeah, and she said, "Can we use a video of you did of, of the one you created that's on YouTube and your blog? Because I wrote a story on my blog. It was uh, that's when I started working. Um, that's when the blog became published. Uh, it started in June 2019, and I wrote a story about maybe about a month before. I don't remember. 
I said yes because they asked permission. So I raced down and recorded the news on my DVR. And, uh, you know, my my mother wasn't very happy about that because I woke her up. <laughs> but listen, I was uh, I was flattered. I didn't care. So I recorded and they showed it. And my name was mentioned. They showed parts of the video. But I was so sad at the time because it was burning. You know, the building was burning. And you know what? The memories kept, the memories were flooding in my mind of how beautiful it was. And then, uh, and a lot of people, and it was all over the news that day. And uh, it was sad to see that. And then later on, uh, maybe a couple, maybe a month or two later, they demolished the building. So there's a vacant lot. So that was the end of the store. You know, it's erased. And uh, according to, like, on Facebook and Twitter, a lot of people had wonderful memories shopping there. And uh, now it doesn't exist anymore. And that's sad. Okay. That's enough for Christmas movie. Uh, no. My Christmas memories of Gately's People Store in Rosen. And uh, right now we're going to go into a commercial break. And this part, and this second commercial is is sponsored by Marshall Fields. And here's a commercial from 1980. Enjoy, everyone. Marshall Fields and Christmas. To help keep her warm on those cold winter days, wrap up cozy pretzel mitts from Hanson. Match up hats, scarves, and mittens, all in a fun variety of styles and colors. Another gift she's sure to love is a box diamond pendant from Pierre Cardin. Priced from just $20 to $24, each has a half-point diamond that's sure to put a sparkle in her eye. Marshall Fields and Christmas. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial from Marshall Fields that came out in 1980. Uh, everyone still misses that store. Um... It's Macy's now, and uh, some of the Marsha Fields tradition is still there. Not everything, but it's not the same. Okay, uh, next topic I will discuss is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. And uh, the one that I love the most is from 1945, Christmas in Connecticut. Uh, you're probably asking why I chose this movie instead of the others. Like, for example, uh, It's a Wonderful it's a wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, there's so many. Our uh, Christmas Carol, you know, features Ebenezer Scrooge. And a lot of people say Die Hard. Uh, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> I want to meet the guy who started this whole thing. <laughs> give, him, give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> that, anyway, that's, uh, let's, let's not go further on that. Anyway, uh, I chose this movie because it's uh, a little different. And uh, it's not depressing. It's kind of a, it's a romantic comedy. And it's uh, well acted, beautifully, beautifully cast. So I'll talk about a little history of that. Okay. Now, uh, Christmas in Connecticut debuted... On uh, August 11, 1945, right around the time World War II ended, and uh, didn't play in Christmas. That was kind of bizarre, you know. If you go watch a movie uh, about Christmas in August, that's strange. And it starred Barbara Stanwyck, Dennis Morgan, and Sidney Greenstreet. And 
The plot is about a unmarried city magazine writer who pretends to be a farm wife and a mother and then falls in love with a returning war hero. Now, um, Barbara Stanwyck's character, her name was Elizabeth Lane, and uh, she wrote articles for a magazine. And she was like the Martha Stewart of that time. She had wrote recipes. And, uh, but the truth was that she never cooked in her life. She was, uh, she can't cook. And, uh, she would get, um, her recipes from her uncle. And he was a chef and he had, he owned a restaurant and it was set in New York city. And, uh, she worked for a publisher. His name was Alexander Yardley, played by Sidney Greenstreet, who was best known for his role in the Maltese Falcon. Very big guy, you know. You know, and uh, so uh, her. The only people that knew that she was a fake was her editor, played by Roger, uh, actor Robert Shane, who was best known by who was best known for his role as Inspector Henderson on the TV series Adventures of Superman. And anyway, um, somebody's uh, the uh, war hero, played by Dennis Morgan. He was uh, he looked at the magazine and then he spoke to a nurse. And the nurse wrote a letter to the publisher and said that uh, it would be a good publicity uh, publicity stunt for him to be uh, see Elizabeth Lane. And then it wasn't true. And uh, he. Uh, Alexander Yardley was not uh, aware for that. So his editor had told Elizabeth, you know, this war hero is coming. We got to find a house because you don't live in, she doesn't live in a house. She lived like in an apartment built in an apartment. You know, I remember in the scene where they hung her laundry like that. Anyway, uh, so I believe. Um, so anyway, uh, I'll make this real short. They found a, a a friend of hers owned a farm in Connecticut, and it was that was the most beautiful place I ever seen in a movie. And then so they set up, and then uh, they had to get a baby because <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth Lane was single, you know, so they had to find a baby in town and and to get married because they weren't married either. And then uh, so the publisher came. And the war here came, and there were all kinds of confusion uh, lesson, and they would be married by the judge. His name was Judge Crothers, who played by Dick Elliott. He was an actor. He was in the movie It's a Wonderful Life. He's the one that told uh, Jimmy Stewart and uh, Don Reed to kiss her. Why don't you kiss her? And he also was well-known as the mayor of Mayberry in The Andy Griffith Show. Okay. So uh, somehow... One thing led to another, and then her, the truth was revealed. You know, I don't want to spoil the movie, and uh, but everything turned out fine at the end. You know, and uh, that movie I loved it. I watched it on the first time I saw it was on Channel Nine on Sunday. They had the Sunday matinee on on Sundays, probably like one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, and then uh, then it was shown on cable, and I bought it on Blu-ray. And I've watched it every year, and it's beautiful. I love that movie. And it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I intend to watch it this year. I will do that. But, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. You'll like it. It really, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful movie. 
They also did a remake of a TV film from 1992 that starred Diane Cannon, Chris Christopherson, and Tony Curtis. And it was directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he was in the movie, too, but it wasn't the same. I'd never seen it. I can't say if it's good or not. If I happen to find it, I'll watch it. But it was not well-received as the original, like it usually is when they do remakes. So that's the bet. (laughs) Okay. So that'll be all for today. Uh, uh, Do a little recap. I discussed my Christmas memories of Geek Least People Store in Roseland. Also discussed my favorite Christmas uh, movie of all time, which is uh, Christmas in Connecticut. And uh, that's it for this episode. I will probably do another episode uh, this Saturday. It will be episode 89. Getting close to 100. Yeah, 11 more. After that. So, uh, this is P. Castanis for Vanish Chicago Land Stories, episode 88. And uh, I hope to see you soon. And I hope to hear from you soon. Excuse me, I won't see you. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, bye bye for now. And here's Ray Rayner saying bye bye for now. Take care, everybody, and so long. We have to go. Bye bye bye. <laughs>